Leon Silver is like, oh no, a pirate here? Oh God, somebody get him. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite book club podcast—that <laughs> pretentious book club. And we are going Hi, to speak in uh, in very bad pretentious accents for the rest of this episode. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Actually, I can't keep it up. So, anyways, that over there is your host, Kendall Shaw, <laughs> aka Doctor Spoons Palermo. Uh, hi, howdy. We're giving up immediately. I love to see it. Um, Cheerio. And over there, Cheerio. Over there is um, your other host, uh, Ash O'Rourke. But you can call her Wheezy. It ain't easy being Wheezy. Um, do British people have asthma? I just feel like I've never seen one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like they do, but I've just never seen one. What? <laughs> well, asthma isn't like really a visual disease, you know? <laughs> It's pretty visual with the inhaler and the wheezing. I mean, sure. I think the media just hasn't portrayed it. I think the media just portrays British people as if they're more refined than the rest of us. While I'm over here going, Oh my God. (laughs) British, I'm absolutely, hey, if you're British and you have asthma, please let us know. If if you've ever met a British person with asthma... Because I'm just going to choose to get to, to the bottom of this. I'm kind of thinking I might just choose to believe that British people can't have asthma. And just oh go ahead God. and alienate the big percentage of them that probably does have asthma. I love how we're immediately jumping into anti-British rhetoric. Like, we get here eventually every time, but we're just starting out We were like, right we just got to get it out of the way. <laughs> well, well, listen, I have more stuff to say about this. So I was like, oh, I hope we're not too anti-British this episode. <laughs> I could sense it. Um, But just uh, quickly, if you guys don't want to hear the nonsensical anti-British sentiment, we love you guys. We love our Brits. This is all a joke. Um, Or you don't want to hear our nonsense and you just want to hear about um, the author and the book we're doing this episode, just go down to the bottom, use the skip notes in the show notes, and go to that now, and you won't have to endure the rest of this. For everyone else... Yes, go save yourself. Save yourself. The rest of you guys are stuck with us. Thank you so much. (laughs) Well... How are you, my dear? Um, you know, I'm I'm exhausted, but I'm good. Mm-hmm. We've had mm-hmm. a just bananas like since last week. It's just been a bananas week, and I don't think Oof. I've told you much about it because I was like waiting to tell you on the pod. But it's not so funny. Like sometimes when big things happen to me, I wait to tell you I know. because I'm like, oh, this would be good for the listeners. That is exactly what. It, well, it's like we get to tell all of our friends at once. Is what yeah. it feels like. So that's so true. I'm like, okay, everyone needs to know about this. Yeah. The whole club needs to hear. Exactly. So I'm gonna tell you the whole club about my life updates. If you guys listen to the Scripturian Society, this might be a little repetitive, and I'm sorry. Just go ahead and fast forward through me because on our sister podcast, I already talked about this a little bit. But basically, last week we discovered we had a leak. And the leak had basically damaged the subfloor in our kitchen so badly that now we have like this like our kitchen looks like a skate park basically with the floors so like divoted in like three spots. I can't believe it's that intense. It's really intense and awful. And so luckily, thank you God, the insurance adjuster came out and they said they're going to cover it. They haven't said how much they're going to cover of it or I mean they haven't said how much they're going to, you know, estimate for it. 
but they're going to call us this week and tell us, and then we can figure out how we're going to get it fixed. Um, the plumbing, however, is not covered by our insurance, so we had to pay that out of pocket, and it was hefty. Oh. It was a hefty, hefty amount. No. Although, really weirdly, the plumber who came over, he was from the same little little bitty town of 2,000 people that we lived in in Oregon for seven years. Really? So weird. Yeah. And so weird. I was like, so you went to that high school? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, do you know my sister? And he was like, no, but my sister knew her. And then, like, he looked it up just to make sure that he and my sister have, like, five mutual friends on Facebook. What? And I called my sister. And I was like, Maddie, do you know his sister so-and-so? And she was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. She tried out for the dance team. And I was like, what? This is insane. No one has ever heard that of this so town. Random. It's so small. No one's ever heard of it. And there's 2,000 people total in this town. So it was super weird. I was like... This hmm. is very strange. But anyways, he was very nice and he fixed it. And it's not his fault that it was so Yay. expensive, but it was so expensive. And oh, that sucks. yeah. And basically, if you're not new here, I probably talked about this, but um, my husband and my mom and I, we all bought this beautiful property um, like six months ago or so. And the, we bought it for the property. There's a house on it that I'm obviously in right now. And it's uh, it's just very old and has a lot of problems, which we knew. So we thought, okay, in the next like two or three years, we'll just you know be saving up, and then we will knock it down and just build and just out of pocket build a new house like a barn dominium, and we'll just do a lot of the work ourselves. Um, but we thought we had like two to three years, basically because of all the damage to the subfloor in the kitchen and all the plumbing. The guy came out and when he did the plumbing, he goes, "You need to ha- repair. You need to replace all of the plumbing in your house." And we were like, "Absolutely mm. not." So that on top of the floor is basically this house is not going to last like a whole nother year really without just the problems being ridiculous. So our timeline of two to three years to build the new house has been moved up to approximately a year. So. Oh, God, Ash. Yes. So I was like, oh, my God. So Javi has decided he's going to go on orders again for about a year. So, yeah, but luckily Aww. he'll get leave, so he'll get to come home some. But um, if we do, we're just gonna try and save literally everything he makes, <laughs> so we can I, so we can yeah. start um, either we can like secure like financing for the other half of the house, or just pay that out of pocket and keep saving. And uh, we're gonna build the new house directly in front of this house, so we can keep living in this house while we're building that one. So we have like a little more cushion room. Um, But yeah, Yeah. so basically as soon as we get the, we buy the floor plans and we already know the ones we want, it'd be like 1500 bucks, I think. And then we're going to, so we have to save up for that first. And then we got to talk to a general contractor and see if we're, if we we, want to use them, in which case we have to like secure a bunch of stuff to see if we can get the VA loan, which is very unlikely because it's very hard to qualify for the VA loan. Oh, I know about that. Yes. From my, uh, right from your other re- job. Uh, realty job. Yeah. yeah it's difficult. That is wild. We didn't see a lot of those and they were hard to do. So like <laughs> I never actually did one because they were kind of tough because they're so needlessly like complicated people who did it yeah yeah and that's and that's the probably the home buying ones the construction loans are even worse that's why very very few people use the va construction loan but we're gonna we're gonna apply for it and see and i don't i mean we'll see but basically as soon as that's secured hopefully like in the next like hopefully in the next six months then we're gonna start pouring the foundation getting the plumber in to go plumb it because it has to be like plumbed before the foundation is put down and then yeah, and then we're going to uh, buy the Barn Dominium 
like material and pay someone to come weld it together. And then pretty much from there on out, everything else, everything besides like the, the foundation, plumbing, electric and welding, we're doing ourselves. So. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> I'll come help you guys Thank build you. it. I would love be great. to do that. And you and I can paint because apparently my mom hates oh! painting and my husband hates painting. I love painting. Yay. I like it too. So we'll just paint it. I'll paint your whole house. <laughs> Yay. We can paint together. It'll be good though. Great. But I think we're going to do like stained concrete floor so we won't have to lay flooring. It'll just nice, look really nice. nice. And then we're also going to do like uh, poured concrete countertops because they look nice and they're cheap. So, and they're sturdy. So that's the idea is we're going with how can we spend the least amount of money for a house that will last as long as possible? You know, like yeah. we don't want to be cheap about it and have it, you know, fall apart or everything inside of it fall apart. But we're also like, no. how can we make this? We're going to make it like look really nice, but using materials that are probably not naturally the prettiest. But I think there's ways to durable. Stay co- yeah, durable. We're going for durable and inexpensive. And then we'll just do what we can to make it pretty. Like you can stain concrete. You will make it ways. pretty. Yeah. I know you will. With my sheer yeah. essence, we'll glorify it. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, literally walking into the house, it'll be like, oh my God. It'll just, it's everything will just here. spring to life and to be beautiful around me. Yeah. Um, it'll I, be yeah. like that transformation scene at the end of Beauty and the Beast where like the whole castle gets pretty. That'll be you. It'll be exactly like that. And then it's going to be yeah. like, um, like the Barbie Rapunzel with all the different like dress changes. But because I'm going to suddenly <laughs> have like a beautiful dress on or something. It's, I'm going to suddenly turn into like cottage core queen walking into my barn no absolutely you get a makeover too yeah for sure good yeah the best because part if i movie. don't get a makeover i'm not doing it <laughs> <laughs> makeover contingent yeah. yeah exactly so i'm excited so it's it's like everyone's been like that i've told has been like oh my god are you so stressed and i'm like i mean not really like i'm tired because i'm always tired um stressed not really um because i'm excited like i'm really excited to yeah have maybe it'll house. be better you'll have your house sooner you exactly know? well that's the thing like we're gonna have our house sooner i mean i'm it's a good thing it's just it was unexpected that we were gonna have to try and make this work so soon so i'm more like yeah i don't know how this is gonna work with financing but i trust god and we're doing our best and we're gonna figure it out And as long as we can get down, like, you know, like the foundation and the outside of it, like we can add, you know, we can live on the inside of it unfinished. So and just work over time. So I think we'll probably end up having to do that some. So I'm looking forward to it. I just I mean, I feel I'm just so grateful we have the property and the opportunity to do that, that I feel like being stressed about it, which is not I mean, I'm just I'm not. I'm just so grateful to have the opportunity to do it, even if it's, you know, years before we were ready to do it. We'll figure it out. But that's basically yes. that's been the week, and then of course Hobby Hobby. That's to be a gone quite a development, ideal. yeah, in your life. Yeah, all of it is really. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I yeah. know. I'm a sim. I know. I'm sad. Well, you'll just see. You'll just have to come out here, and we can have like girly weeks, and it'll be fun. Right. Because fall is like, be like hobby who? I'm about to go put out my fall decorations. Yeah, no, it's legitimately husband who? My wife who's here. I don't need my husband. I'll step in while he's away. You know that, that meme where it's like, I, like the stepdad meme? It's like, I stepped up or whatever. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I have to, that'll be me, but I'll like spouse wise. Oh. I love it. Sorry, there's a bug. <laughs> it looked like you were toasting Sorry. to like a ghost. No, there's a bug. I'm like trying to get rid of it. <laughs> Oh, I hate okay. that. So sorry. The buggies have been awful. No, you're good. Um, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, and also, Winnie ate two raw steaks off of the deck. He pulled off the grill. <laughs> so that was really upsetting. Winnie! 
was no. so upset. The boys came inside for like a second. They were waiting for the grill to get hot again or something. And they were in like a tray, like a kind of covered tray out there up on the grail side and the dog they were inside for 30 seconds and Winnie was like I wonder if I can pull this down and eat it and he (laughs) did and you know how Javi holds a grudge so Javi's so far from forgiving that dog it was just yesterday I was like (laughs) yeah so that's (laughs) they'll never get over this (laughs) I mean that's probably was the most emotionally traumatic out of the whole week oh yeah that'll do Uh, it I mean (laughs) yeah that'll do it so poor baby he's so sweet He's so sweet and so, 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 so dumb. Like, I, yes. I came back in and I was like, that dog's not even sorry. And Caleb goes, yeah, he would have to have two brain cells to rub together to feel bad about that. And he doesn't. Oh, <laughs> like, bless his heart. Bless the sweet dog. It's true. Me. But it's true because he looks at you and there's like no awareness that he's done anything wrong. Like, he's just. No. Doesn't get. He doesn't understand anything. So. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's pretty much been the insanity of my week. So it's like, it's good stuff. It was just so much, un- I mean, the house breaking was not good, and that was expensive and upsetting. But everything else is good stuff. It was just unexpected stuff. But that's that's life. Such is my life, I feel like. This is very on, on par for me. But anyways, how has your week been? Not so eventful as that. Um, good. <laughs> although I guess it was kind of eventful. My... Uh, had, I saw some friends this week. That was good. Um, and then Friday was my last day at my candle job. <gasps> so that's kind of a big deal. That is a big um, deal. You've been there for a while. It's been like pretty much exactly two years. That's impressive. Like to the day. Mm-hmm. So, um, but everyone was so sweet to me. Not, I don't think I'll ever listen to this, but if you are ever listening, uh ryan christine jess lisa i love you guys everyone was so sweet um i got presents my boss made me a cup of tea and like uh, give me a hug and all that so it was was very nice um she's actually given me very nice presents over the years i'm like what the heck like i feel like bosses don't normally give you nice presents no that's so nice (laughs) very nice anyway uh, like a holiday party in California. And I was like, that is so sweet. I am, will not be attending, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to hop on a plane to go to a holiday party. Like, no, no thanks. thanks. They're like, we got the premium like- liquor thing at Top Golf, And I was like, that's so nice. <laughs> they wanted you to fly to California to go to Top Golf. <laughs> yeah, it's so sweet. But I was like, uh, I'm. T- I mean, yeah, I guess it's nice kind, to get but invited. I'm not doing that. <laughs> We'll go yeah, to Top Golf together this Christmas yeah. season. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good to me. I've never been. Everyone has been, but me. So it's fun. It's it's a fun time. Well, if there's alcohol there, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we can get the premium liquor, whatever. But <laughs> I'll still get drink a margarita. Something. Yeah, margarita, and I'll watch other people <laughs> golf. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, oh, I helped a friend move yesterday. That Aww. was actually not too bad. And then, oh my gosh. And then the rest of the day, I spent hanging out with my grandma. Shout Aww. out to my grandma. Sometimes she listens. So anyway, I love her. Aww, it was so one? fun. We had a great time. Sue. Hi, Sue. Uh, My mom's mom. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we like went to Joanne's and they were having a huge sale. So <gasps> I got some nice. fabric. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it was fun. That is fun. Oh, and she bought me a sewing machine, like wheelie case, which is so nice. Oh, that is nice. Um, yeah, so now it won't just be on our kitchen table 
<laughs> for Haley to be like annoyed about. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Mine is so, my yeah. sewing machine. I don't sew nearly as much as I want to, and part of it is because fabric, and part of it is because well, a large part of it is because sewing machine is under a bunch of stuff in the guest room closet, and yeah, I'd have to go dig it out. But if I leave it out somewhere, then yeah, it just takes up like a ton of like valuable table space. Yes, yeah. it's like you almost like need your its own table for it. It you does. Know? This is why sewing tables should have never disappeared. Those should have never gone out of style. Yeah, I I like I wouldn't even have enough space for one if I tried. But yeah, um, I wish I did. So yeah, pretty normal and good over here. I have thoughts about the book today, for oh, sure. Goody. Me too. Many thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. We'll see where we land. I'm curious because I feel like I have complicated thoughts and I feel like yours are probably pretty, pretty cut and dry. You're correct. So <laughs> I was like, we'll mine aren't complicated. <laughs> well, I guess should we should we get into it? Sure, let's do it. All right. We're so ahead of things. Well, this is making up for last week when it took us 40 minutes to talk about Brooklyn. I really enjoyed that episode. I thought it was great. But <laughs> yeah, we did a long list. I had so a now fun we'll time. A one. Yeah. Oh, I know you yeah. had a fun time. I also had a fun time. <laughs> You're like, oh, bitch, I know. <laughs> I have such a fun time when Kendall has such a good time. I love when you get lit and we talk about books. You're so much more like coherent than I would be. Oh, God. Oh, I should mention, I guess, in that vein that I am back with my boyfriend, Captain Morgan, because, of course, it's I have to drink rum for our Treasure Island. Episode. Oh, you're right. Dang Sorry. it. I should have. I think I have some of your boyfriend's uh, rum that you left here at some point or like at the last apartment <laughs> and you just left it. I'm pretty sure it's in the back of my liquor cabinet. I should have gotten it out. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, just wanted to let everyone know well, if I sound crazy. That's because I'm. <laughs> Hanging out with my boyfriend and well, because it's boyfriend pirate episode. <laughs> okay, he says hi. Mm, he says, uh, I hear you have some he of says, my drink. <laughs> he says, yo ho, me hearty. <laughs> I'm a pirate guy. <laughs> oh, what a sweet talker. <laughs> what if Ke- Long John Silver talked like that? I'm a pirate guy and my I'm name a pirate. is Long John I think Silver. I would have liked the book more, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh, God. I'm sorry. I'll stop interrupting. Okay, go ahead. No, no, you're good. I mean, in that vein, we're doing Treasure <laughs> Island this episode by Robert Louis Stevenson. Woohoo! Woohoo! Oh, I just scared Juicy. Oh. Hi, Juicifer! Hi, Bubby! Hi, Juicy! Say hello to your fans. Okay, she said hi. Uh, I was lying. picturing, like, nothing. just like the wide eyed, <laughs> really intense look. <laughs> Well, she just woke up from a nap, so she was kind of oh, like bleary eyed, so like looking girl. upset. She's a sleepy girl right now. Yes. Looking upset. Javi saw something the other day on like TikTok that was like, if you have two cats, there's no in between. One of them is a sweet, fluffy angel, and one of them is just a demon out of hell. I was like, yeah. that is exactly true. It's oh, so God, weird. I'm glad to know it's a universal experience. It's universal, apparently. It's so funny. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about the author, Robert Louis Stevenson. And I'm so happy to say I got all of this information from robertlewisstevenson.org. Dot org? Oh! Woo! Oh, my God. This is huge for us. I know. It's so rare that we've get a dot org lately. But, guys, you can always trust a dot org. 
always. Oh my god. I love it. I was so, so good pleased. To say it again. Sometimes the the author name.orgs are actually not as informative as like Wikipedia. <laughs> but this one okay, was. Don't, <laughs> don't believe org. everything we say, you guys. <laughs> and all yeah, you guys, some.orgs actually are not also the most trustworthy. But exactly. use your good judgment. But I like the concept of it. I think in an ideal world. I'm just going as an oh, idealist. Yeah. You should be able to trust a dot org. Oh, I agree 100%. Yeah. Okay. So Robert Louis Balfour Stevenson was born in Edinburgh on thir- the 13th of November in 1850. So that makes him oh. a... What is that? Libra. No. <laughs> oh, shoot. I don't know. What is it? He's a Scorpio. Oh, I always forget about Scorpio. <laughs> Sorry, Scorpios. (laughs) They like it that way. Yeah, they're like, actually, just kidding. I don't even know anything about Scorpios. It's my moon sign. (laughs) It's the scary. I think it's the scary antisocial side of me. Scorpios are in that. Although Robert Louis Stevenson sounded like he was like a pretty chill, happy social dude. So I don't know. Also, just just a note (laughs) that his middle name, Louis, which was originally spelled L-E-W-I-S, and he later changed it for some reason to L-O-U-I-S. Just changed, didn't change his name, just the spelling of Lewis. So. He was trying to seem more exotic. He was like French? Wow. <laughs> ooh, la la. That's ooh, actually. Ooh, la la. Oh my God. You're probably so right because he did. He lived in Paris for a while. I feel like that's oh, exactly he literally... what happened. <laughs> that's probably what happened, yeah. It is. Oh God. Let's see. So uh, his parents, let's talk about them very briefly. His father uh, came from a family of engineers who built deep sea lighthouses off the coast of Scotland. That's kind of intense. It's kind of really intense. And awesome. awesome. But apparently his relationship with his father was a little rocky, I believe, based Uh. on stuff that I read. And I did not read in super great detail about the relationship, but it seemed like it was tense because his father was kind of authoritarian and it just seemed very... um, very prickly mm. between them. Uh, and then Aww. his mother, whose name I really like, Margaret Isabella Balfour, came from a family of lawyers and church ministers. So That is a great name. She sounds like she should be the main character in a book. She does sound like she should. I would like a, I would like a book that's about her. I would appreciate it. That's Me all too. I know about her. But um, let's see. Also, briefly, I'll just give you guys this tip before we jump into his life. Um, not only is Robert Louis Stevenson the author of Treasure Island, which we've probably all heard of, do you know what else he's the author of that we've all heard of? Uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Yes, I didn't know that. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I had no idea he wrote it. Yeah, isn't that cool? It is cool. And I have not read it, but I love the concept of it. So he was also a poet, playwright, gothicist, whatever that means, a historian, anthropologist, <laughs> postmodernist, um, you know, all the ists. He was all the ists of his day. Wow. What a bio. I would love to say I'm a gothicist. I know, right? <laughs> well, I'm just, I was just a goth. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You're like, okay, get in line, Robert. Yeah, whatever. One was in middle school. (laughs) Bob. (laughs) Whatever, Bob. Okay, Bob. Bobby, whatever you say. Okay, Robert. (laughs) Bobbert. (laughs) Bobbert. Okay, Bobbert, whatever you want. Um, See, at the age of 17, he enrolled in Edinburgh University, and he was originally going to study engineering. which was obviously like what his, his father, father. Yes, like his father and his father's father before him. But instead, he decided to he to compromise and abandon that and go into studying law, you know, his mom's side. Uh, and then he mm, okay. abandoned that, and he decided he wanted to become a writer. 
Wow, he, a true Troy Bolton of his true. time. He really he was like, I'm following my own dream, Dad. That's exactly right. <laughs> he quote unquote passed advocate in 1875. I don't know what that means, but it, I think it means he passed like his law degree to some to some degree. He pa- he got his degree oh. is kind of what it sounds like. Okay, but um, he did not want to practice, Good for him. so he was never a practicing lawyer. So. Like, imagine going to law school and then being like, actually, no thanks. Like, these days, oof, <laughs> that's rough. A real Just Nick so Miller. Much money. He's, a, he's a real <laughs> Nick Miller, except. Um, oh my God, I'm a Nick Miller. <laughs> yeah, except I, I, listen, this is another one of those things where I'm like, because I didn't love the book, it made me go, I don't really like you as a person author. You're which projecting is, again. You're. <laughs> Who is the other guy? All over again. H.G. Wells! Yes! <laughs> H.G. Wells is pretentious, and I have reasons for that, to back that up. I don't like that man. He's obnoxious. Yeah. Guys, go listen to that episode and see if you agree with her. Yeah. Someone, anyone, <laughs> please agree with me on that one. I've always felt like I would have vibed with Robert, but I don't know all you of might. the drama yet. No, he honestly but- seems like a pretty cheerful, happy person. He does not at all seem like a Scorpio. Like <laughs> he really does not seem like a Scorpio in his life. He's probably very chill. I think a big part of it is also he's got a mustache. I saw it in his picture. And I was like, oh. mm, it makes me inherently distrust you. Although, well, see, I like that. So I'll probably. See, then you you're going to like this news. What I should have said is a way bigger deal than my house falling down and having to rebuild my house. <laughs> Javi's growing a mustache. So. <laughs> Top God Maverick got to him too. <laughs> yes, he watched it. He he immediately he bought it. He watched it, and he immediately was like, "Time to watch it again." And I was like, "What are you doing?" And then I wore my mom's sunglasses, which happened to be aviators. And he's like, "Are those aviators?" And I was like, "I, I guess so." I just I can't find my sunglasses, so I borrowed mom's. And he's like, "Give me those." And we were in the car, and he puts them on, and he keeps like looking at himself in the mirror. And I'm just like, "You are the worst." <laughs> That's really funny. Yes. So Top Gun Maverick like did something to men, you know, it really did. Uh, every man was like, OK, this is what I have to do. It's like when we watch like Little Women or something and uh-huh. they're like, oh, I would love to be Joe March or yes. like I would love to be Elizabeth Bennett. They're all like, I have to be in Top Gun. Like, yes. I have to do it. Yeah, that's wow. exactly right. Every single one of them. It's the weirdest thing. They're so, like, <laughs> motivated. So into it. It's you know so what? Good funny. for them. I know. I'm glad people are having fun. I think it's adorable. <laughs> it's just so cute. I. But anyways, um, you never tell Javi, but I actually think it doesn't look that bad. Um, but I can't tell <laughs> Okay, him I won't tell your husband that you think he's cute. I'll never say that. <laughs> yeah, she can't know that I find him attractive. Ew, Absolutely ew. not. Ew. No. God, you have a crush on your husband? That's yeah. so embarrassing. I know. Don't oh be God. telling him, you guys. Sh- it's a secret. God, you guys. Guys, shut up. Okay, don't Shut do up. This Nobody here. say anything. <laughs> yeah, but anyways. So, um... Just very quickly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to riff on Javi's mustache a little bit more, actually, because so when the light hits it, dude, he's got red hair in his mustache, like really? straight like red hair. I'm like, does this mean there's like a 2% chance we could have a child with red hair? Because that would be awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyways, this is so exciting. It's just very Aeschylus exciting. O'Rourke is going to have red hair. Aeschylus Dragon, Dragon. Slayer O'Rourke is going to be a redhead. And he's going to, wow. I mean, a, a name like that, he's going to rule the world. With red hair and a name like that. Oh, yeah. He's going far. Like, and that's main character energy. You know, main characters have red hair a lot. <sighs> yes, they like, do. that is yeah. it. Yes, that's why I he's dye my hair He's the main character. Red. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly why. It's the main, it's character, the main character energy. energy. 
God. Um, but yeah, anyway, so he still he says he's going to give it like four whole months to grow in because his facial hair grows really slow. So right now it's still a little like patchy, mm. scruffy looking. Um, but he touches it constantly. That's the, I'm like that. And then that, I think what also really grosses me about facial hair is like all these boys being like, I got to go get some beard wax or some beard oil. I'm like, stop. That's disgusting. (laughs) Ew. I don't know. Shut up about your beard wax. Shut up about it. It really grosses me out. That and they'll be like, yeah, I got some like food stuck in it while I was eating. And I'm like. Ew. Ew. That is gross. It's disgusting. Ew. Hobby was talking about it. He's like, heck yeah, saving this for later. And I was like, that's disgusting. <laughs> I have to kiss that mouth. What are you thinking? Ew. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, so mustaches. And Robert Louis Stevenson has a mustache. And so there's, I inherently have a little bit of mistrust for him. And I can't justify it, but I'll find a way to justify it. I always do. <laughs> God. Okay, so... When he was on summer break from university, basically, he went to France with a bunch of other young artists and writers and painters. So shock, whatever. Uh, See, and he published his first work of essays called, or it was an essay called Roads. And his his first published volumes were works of travel writing. So he traveled a lot and it really influenced a lot of his writing, which I mean is really obvious even in the book Treasure Island because it's all, you know. Yeah. So he was definitely like an adventurer. Yeah. Uh, See, he met his future wife, Fanny, in Paris. Um, Yeah, in a riverside Hmm. village southeast of Paris. Sorry, which is adorable. Oh, that is cute. Straight like rom com. Rom com of like 1876. Aww. Mm -hmm. He was 25 at the time, and she was 36. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes, so uh, this is a little sketch. Maybe this is why. This and the mustache. She was still married at the time. But she was sep- she was separated. Um, oh, okay. From her husband and two children, basically. So separated from her husband and with two children. I don't know if the two children were with her in Paris or back in America, but I I thought they were in America based on like the way the bio was written. So she's I don't American. Know. She's an independent American, quote unquote, new woman is how the oh, separated from her oh, husband and with two children. So. Hmm, I wonder what happened. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, no judgment about her being separated, but it's always a little sus to me when someone's like, yeah, the characters were still married, or the people were still married, and then they were like, <laughs> what if we fall in love? And I'm like... Well, the heart wants what it wants, Ash. It's true. I guess it's better than if she was, like, actively living with her husband. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely it's definitely significant. He probably was the jerk anyway, considering yeah. it was 1876. Yeah. And I also feel like it was so hard to, like, get divorced back then. I feel like being separated kind of counts as being divorced in a sense. Yeah. I think so, too. Especially yeah. if she's, like, a whole country away. Yeah. She's a whole country away. Wow. Exactly. So I, we're back to it really is the mustache that I don't like about him. <laughs> Um, that and I thought that this book that had such great potential was kind of boring and I felt offended by that uh, personally offended that okay I cannot wait to talk about it I Yay. seriously cannot wait okay cool well I don't have that much more in this bio because I because I didn't find his mustache or his book all that interesting I did not do a ton of work on his bio out of like spite even though he'll never know nor would he care if he did know he'd be like and <laughs> he'd be like okay I'm still very po- I'm Robert Louis Stevenson I'm still Robert I don't Louis care. Stevenson and you're still doing a whole episode on my book so <laughs> anyway so two years well, later she returned to California and a year after that uh, he joined her he went he set off to go join her so another travel more travel for his for inspiration uh, and they got married. They had a three-week honeymoon at an abandoned silver mine in California. 
wait, what were they doing in that silver mine? <laughs> I don't know, but that's Scorpio. That's a Scorpio thing of him to do. That is, like, very weird, and I I'm obsessed with that. Wait. They like, where do you want to go weeks? for your honeymoon, babe? <laughs> three weeks there. I know. I'm like, what? you know where we should go, babe, for our honeymoon? I was just thinking, there's this abandoned silver mine. I don't know if you've heard of it. But oh, my God, babe. Go say no more. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> oh, oh my god, god, so cute. And that so is weird. weird. I love yeah. it. Oh my god. That means Robert Louis Stevenson. <gasps> that means if you wrote a Western, Robert L- Louis Stevenson could feasibly be in it. Yes. This is so exciting to me. He could absolutely I did not be know in this. It. Mm-hmm. I never knew he even went to America. In fact, okay. I now demand I have to log that you off because I'm starting Western. to write something. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Thank God! You, if you put, I will be so happy if you put Robert Louis Stevenson in a Western. I love it when you're reading a historical fiction and mm-hmm. somebody real shows up. It's so it funny too. to me because the it's person, so like the author, just gets to make up whatever personality they want for this person. Exactly. It is so exactly. fun to me. I oh my totally god. Agree. Like, for instance, in my Space Alien Southerners and Saving the World book, Willie Nelson appears on an alien spaceship. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's on Amazon. Oh, God, I love can that. Go check it out. <laughs> Get your Willie fix here. Mm-hmm. I've also started uh, recording an audiobook of it. So uh, <gasps> enjoy, you guys. <laughs> I love that for you. Oh, my God. I can't wait to listen. I'm not a pro, but you guys will get to hear it. This beautiful, these beautiful, sweet, dulcet tones that you get to hear every week will now be, also be an audiobook form for you in a really weird Ugh, I'm, I'm just going to fall asleep to it every night, you know? <laughs> Put it on and then, like, let your dulcet tones, like... Actually, I probably won't even be able to fall asleep because I'll be laughing. But I... Uh... <laughs> As the tractor beam pulled their car up into the spaceship. Yeah. And wait, who's that? <laughs> Willie Nelson on the Intergalactic Council? <laughs> Yeah, you're going to have some weird dreams. I mean, where else dreams. would he be? Of course he's going to be this on the This is what I'm saying. Council. I felt like it was a very realistic take on Willie Nelson. <laughs> so I absolutely agree. Good. Okay, well, back to Robert Louis Stevenson, who does not feature in my book and will never. Knock on wood. <laughs> All right, so in 1885, he published a book called Prince Otto. This was his second full-length narrative, defined as a, and I literally say this because of how it was defined, a quote-unquote Philosophical, humoristical, psychological fantasy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Philosophical, humoristical, psychological fantasy. Those are all very different things. And also, humoristical is not a word. So Humoristical. I'm going to start saying it, though. (laughs) My book is humoristical. Um, Humoristical. See, and then he also wrote a quote-unquote very Scottish romance called Where or of Hermiston or Weir of Hermiston. And I don't know much about oh, that. Oh, a Scottish romance, you say? Mm-hmm. Apparently so. Let's see. Are we be, are we making out on the moors? Are we being blustery? I mean, and sexy not, by Loch Lomond. We have if to. If not, be. then what kind of Scottish romance is this? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I will only accept it if the Loch Ness monster herself shows up. <laughs> Absolutely. While while people are making out in uh, kilts uh, by Loch Lomond. And I don't oh, care that, yeah, that's totally. not, that that's not like the, what the lake with Nessie <laughs> It's is. happening simultaneously. It's like at the just... same time. Yeah. Um, let's see. See, in 1888, he made a decision to sail around the Pacific and lived on various islands. 
for short periods of time, then just set off again. This is probably also kind of Scorpio. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think... I love your... Your phrasing of that is so funny. He made the decision to sail around that and live on some various Blame Robert Louis Stevenson.org. That's what they said. <laughs> oh, I mean, God. that is a decision I guess one would have to make <laughs> at every point in your life. No, Are one wouldn't have it? to make it, but he did. You're choosing one not to not do have it, to you make know? that decision. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I'm making the decision to not travel uh, to to sail the Pacific and live on random islands that I just come across. Oh my god! god. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what your problem is. I'm falling more in love with him every second. Uh, every, <laughs> this I think time. I would just. I just feel like I wouldn't want him to be at my dinner party. I just feel like he would be like the most like insufferable person to have at a dinner. He's like, he'd be like, like oh yes, that's the time I. I sense I set sail around the Pacific. Oh, let me uh, intrigue you with hours of endless conversation that's both so interesting and so dull that you'll want to kill yourself. Like, yeah, it is kind of like who, you know, like there's no reason to have your honeymoon in an abandoned silver mine no. for three weeks unless you're just doing it to tell people about it later. You know what that's I mean? That's what it, I think. That's what Robert Louis Stevenson. I think that's what his life performative feels like. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's the mustache and being performative. Thank you, Spoons. I knew we would pin down what it is I didn't like about this guy. It's the, the performative adventuring. Yeah, it's the performative adventuring. This is the thing. I'm never going to dislike someone without any reason. Will I dislike them without a good reason? Absolutely. But there's always sure, a, reason. Pick a reason. <laughs> All right. Anyway, oh let's my God. see what else this performative adventurer did. See, while he was traveling, he collected anthropological and historical material on the South Seas, but he never completed any of that stuff. Um, but I obviously influenced his work. Uh, this was considered, according to robertlewisstevenson.org, another turning point in his life. And in 1889, he and his extended family, I don't know who that includes, arrived at the port of Apia in the Samoan Islands, and they built a house and settled there. And they basically just lived there for the rest of his life. <laughs> okay. This is what I'm saying about this guy. I'm just like, I don't know about you, man. I lo- he'll, he'll just do anything. He'll you just know, do anything. I, I do respect that, actually. Like, he's like, sure. I'll go do what I'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> I think I'm also like, I don't like you because of how much opportunity you have. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am jealous. And so I'm just going to choose to dislike you. Just like mad at his privileged ass. You're like, okay, Robert, like, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Not, Not all, all of us, us can, can settle on a Samoan island. Okay. <laughs> God, not all of us can be writers for a living. Um, not all of us can afford to get a law degree and then just decide we don't want to use it's it. Just, eh, I don't really feel like it. I think like I'll it. travel to Paris with some artists. <laughs> and then go on a honeymoon in an abandoned silver mine in America. And then perhaps I'll sail the Pacific. And then I will settle on a Samoan island. This is what he did. He sounds like a manic pixie dream girl, honestly. <laughs> He's, he is. He's a manic pixie dream girl. If Okay, if Robert Louis Stevenson had a freaking Instagram, I would freaking lose it. I would lose my freaking mind. I'd be so mad all the time. Ooh, it would be quite the Instagram. It like, would be so annoying. You'd just be so annoyed every time you saw a picture of him because he'd yes. be like on some beach somewhere and you're like, what the hell? Like, how come... <laughs> That's yeah. not me. <laughs> yeah, I would be so mad. I would be like, shut up. When do you have to work? Why aren't you suffering like the rest of us? Like, I'd be so angry all the time. 
be like, how did you even get access to an abandoned silver, silver mine? mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. Anyway, so that's just, that's what it all comes down to for me with this guy. Let's see. Uh, the novel he was working on when he died was The Romance, The Wear of Hermiston. Um, it was published, oh. but it was incomplete when it was published. And it was published posthumously in 1896 because he had died while writing it. Um, so I'm curious how he wanted it to end and how it actually does end. It almost makes me want to read it. That is that always interesting to me. I don't. If it's as dull as this book was to me, I don't want to read it. So <laughs> I wonder how she felt about this book. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, it was set off, but it was set in Scotland in the not too distant past, and has sometimes been praised as his greatest masterpiece. So really, uh, apparently. Wow, that's a lot coming from the guy who wrote. Two very famous books. I know. Like, I'm like, what would famous. have happened if he finished The Wear of Hermiston? Or Weir? Wow. All the Scots are like, you are not pronouncing that correctly. I'm <laughs> sorry. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> sorry, Scotland. Y'all pronounce Oops. stuff so weird. Like, you do I when love you, know you guys, it. but what is going on? You know you do. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Let's see. So two years before that was published posthumously after his death, he died in 1894, in December. <laughs> And he, this is, this is the thing about him. Oh my God. He was performative up until his burial. Okay. He had already decided how and where he wanted to be buried and what he wanted on his tombstone. He wanted to be married at the top, married, buried at the top of (laughs) Mount Vea above his home on Samoa. And as he, on his tombstone had had requested that part of his own short poem, Requiem, was etched in there. And so on this tombstone, on this mountain over his home in Samoa, is inscribed under the wide and starry sky dig the grave and let me lie so oh i mean that seems perfectly average for a poem i'm like yeah okay no it's yeah that's exactly what i thought when i read it too (laughs) but like performative to the end he's like i'm gonna make my ending poetic as well (laughs) he's like watch my death is gonna be so good you guys that's exactly right he would be like i feel like so aesthetic exactly i feel like he'd be like insta posting from his deathbed like deciding when i'm gonna inscribe (laughs) on my tomb today you guys (laughs) oh god god oh that's funny and that's all I've got oh. on Robert Louis Stevenson. Wow. Thank the Lord. Great job. Thank Loved you. That. I did not know any of that. So that was exciting for me. Although I guess I probably should because I went to the Writers Museum or something in Edinburgh. Um, and there's like, it's a lot of it is Robert Louis Stevenson. So I was super excited to go. But it's like very cool because it's like right near Edinburgh Castle. And Ooh. it's like like in a super old building and like Uh everything there is so old like Mm -hmm. it is crazy how old anyway so we had a fun time in there so i'm sure i learned some of that but i forgot it i guess but nice um i just watched fast nine and if i'm not mistaken one of those scenes is in edinburgh or it's supposed to be fast nine was delightful by the way when that movie started this is off topic and i do not care if you know about my love for fast and furious this is not a surprise she loves fast Um, and furious she does i do we started the movie and i said what did i say something about if a car does not go into space in this movie i'm gonna lose my shit uh and there was something (laughs) else too that i said that was really insane and random and i forget what it was spoiler alerts you guys spoiler spoiler alerts for for f9 um a car does go to space Ludacris like, goes to space. Goes to I space. was so excited about that. I was like, what the <laughs> hell? And then I, I wish I could remember. I'll have to try and think about it like really hard and remember what the other thing was. But it was so funny because it was something completely random. I said, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to be so mad. And then it happened. <laughs> and it was so random. I was like, 
this is everything I wanted it to be. So, and then I was like, this is the last <laughs> one, right? And and Hobby's like, no, there's one more. They're gonna do an F. They're gonna do F10. They're gonna do one more. Uh, and I was like, where the hell are they gonna go from here? Like, we've gone to space now. What else are we gonna yeah, do? Like, they have to go to the very depths of the ocean now. I Shit. guess I don't know. Like, <laughs> you were right. Like, I will only. I will only accept two options for the last Fast and Furious movie. I, it has to be something either more like the very first one, like we go back home, back down to Earth, you know, like a more classic plot to just wrap up the whole series. Right, Or yeah. we do something extra crazy, and this is on, like, car races on the bottom of the ocean. Like, these are your two options. There is absolutely no in-between. You're right. They, they have either, like, metaphorically go home, back to your roots, or go big. Yep. You know, or there's go big. either... But yeah, they already went to space, it. so I'm like, mm. how much bigger can you get? Yeah. I feel like I would have saved that for the last last movie if I were them, but <laughs> that's me. <laughs> what do I know? Oh, oh god, man. I put Wellie Nelson on a spaceship, so I don't know what I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still Good. mad that they're not calling it like Fast Ten, your seatbelts or something like ah! Fast Ten. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been so good? That would have been amazing. Uh, they could have figured it out. I'm going, we can call it that ourselves. We'll just call it that. I'm calling anyways. it Fast Ten. Fast Ten. Fast Ten. Fast Ten. Your seatbelts. That's fast what we're going to call it. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for Fast Ten. Your seatbelts to come out. I'm going to tell Javi about this. Oh. He's going to love it. He's going to love it, but he's going to act like he doesn't love it with his little mustache. Right, because he's, he's still gonna mad at me like, too. Hmm. So. Yeah, well, I can't tell him you made the joke, or else he's really not going to laugh because you know he's going to be like, I actually hate Kendall now. I know for no good reason. Literally, literally none. Well, he's still. It's like it's going to take him probably years to forgive uh, Winnie for eating the steaks. So, yeah, you know. I'm not that personally offended. I know he loves me. He does. So, um, <laughs> so this book. So this interesting so, book. Treasure Island. Treasure Island. Listen, it was We're a really fascinating Island. name. I'm not going. It's to a great Island. title. You go by yourself. It's a great title. <laughs> It really, oh, good title. That line from Shakespeare in Love. Uh, great title. Um, yes. Okay. So I guess I'll talk about Treasure Island. First, let me show you my copy because it's beautiful. I have like multiple one. copies of this book because I collect them because I think that they're fun. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Isn't it great? It is really it's nice. so is that the nice. One that has the, um, the pictures in it? Or it, is that it has one? pictures in it. Oh, it is beautiful. Ah! Oh, I love anyway. it. I have a couple of others. I have one that's, like, really old. Not really old, but it's, like, from, like, the 40s or something. So, mm-hmm. um, that's decent. Anyway. Old. Yeah, I have a lot of copies of this, and then I have a lot of copies of Huckleberry Finn. I guess I just <laughs> like them. But, um, so, so anyway. Treasure Island. Uh, I guess I'll preface by saying I also have a lot of beef with this book, but it's because oh I God, love other media portrayals of this book so much like this yes and i guess i'll just get it out of the way i think robert had something great here but he didn't understand the full potential of what he had and he didn't act on it that's what i think happened like (laughs) i'm grateful to him for coming up with the characters and the story but mm-hmm. he did not fully deliver the way that we have since delivered in yes. media. I completely agree. He planted the seed and that was literally about it. He did. He really did. How many times have you read this book? 
this is only the second time I've read it, so. Right. Uh, and you're a pirate have, girly, and there's pirates I, in this book, so. I'm a pirate girly. It has to be said. I love pirates. Um, I did start reading uh, while I was in Edinburgh, actually. I had a copy of Kidnapped, also by Robert Louis Stevenson, like uh-huh, a tiny yeah. book in my bag, mm-hmm. like, the whole time, and I would just read it when we are on the train or whatever, and I still haven't finished it. Was it, it more interesting but than this one? Oh, apparently not. Honestly, <laughs> Well, it's not that I didn't like it. It was just like, you know, sometimes you just don't finish mm-hmm. things. I, I do want to finish it eventually. I honestly was liking it better than this, <laughs> to be real with you. But it's like <laughs> another pirate hear, book, you know? That's mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. But, yeah. I anyway, feel better th- if, that, if Pirate Girlie had problems with this book. Because I was like, maybe she likes this more because it's got pirates in it. I was just not enjoying I it. Don't, I don't hate it. I just have, like, some critiques. Um... So I really basically, did not enjoy it. I had a really hard time finishing this book. <laughs> I just really wanted to talk about Muppet Treasure Island. So anyway. I know my expectations were just so high for a book with a title like Treasure Island. Like my expectations what? were so high, and I had Treasure Planet is really the only media I've consumed, which yes. is delightful. And so then I was just like, between the title and the Treasure Planet expectations, I was gonna be let down. I just didn't realize I was gonna be let down so so very hard. Ooh. <laughs> rough she hated it guys get ready for a low pinkies up so (laughs) i guess i'll say the three media adaptations that i have in my brain are treasure uh muppet treasure island treasure planet and treasure island oh no four sorry four uh treasure island the one from the 60s that's like a disney one and also Mm -hmm. the uh this tv movie from the night or like the late 80s starring christian bale as jim so i have four in my head and i think about them all the time so while i'm reading rereading I it i'm so like thinking see about young them. christian bale as jim that was really exactly <laughs> that is good ass casting like he they that knew what really they were doing is. he's so exactly cute he's like. so charismatic wow. oh my god i love him although i do always picture jim as a blonde i don't know why but um anyway so, anyway, yeah, I guess I'll I just go ahead. So, Treasure Island. Uh, our main character is named Jim Hawkins, and he, which is a great name. And he uh, lives mm-hmm. in England. He's, like, what, 13 or something, 14? Um, yeah. Maybe a little something younger young. than that. He's, like, a preteen, basically, I think. Um, and he mm-hmm. lives he's a tween. at... He's a tween. He lives at um, the <laughs> Benbow Inn, which is where his... Like, his parents own the inn and everything. Basically, this guy shows up at the inn, and he's, like, this old sailor guy. And his name is Billy Bones, which is mm-hmm. such a good name. Like, our boy it Robert knew how to name people. Uh, he knew so- how to name books. He knew how to name people. <laughs> if only he knew how to write. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Ash just called out Robert Louis Stevenson. Um, sorry, so Bobby. Our boy. Sorry, not sorry, Bobby. <laughs> So Billy Bones is like this um, kind of old sailor guy who's always telling tall tales about the sea and all of that. And he's kind of crotchety mm-hmm. and like weird. And Jim is like, okay, whatever. He just like works there. He's like, I'm yeah. like literally 13. Like, I just so work I, here, man. <laughs> I just work here. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but I will say, I think Jim has a good head on his shoulders for a young lad. Yeah. Um, he's a strapping young lad, you know. He's a, a great protagonist, I think. Um, yeah, a yeah. young lad. 
So anyway, uh, Billy Bones ends up getting into like some weird shit because these people come, this guy comes, Blind Pew, also an incredible name. And basically they give Billy the black spot, which is like, mm-hmm. um, for those who Guilty don't know, yeah. yes, pi- it's basically like pirates saying like, you're going to get killed for shit. So you're yeah. dead. Uh, we've passed judgment and you're dead. And mm-hmm. so Billy Bones ends up dying, though, before they can come kill him. And yeah. so then, oh, also Jim's dad has already died. But whatever. I'll get into that oh, later yeah. because I have he thoughts on Jim's dad. Ooh. Yes. Jim and his mom are like, what the hell? He just died and left us without paying any of the tab. So his mm-hmm. mom is like, okay, let's go see like, if we can get the balance out of his stuff. Um, and so they're going up to like his, they open his, this treasure, like his chest, basically that he carries around with him, not a treasure chest, but a chest. And, uh, they're like trying to count the money, but they come across like a bunch of stuff and including this like treasure map basically. Mm -hmm. And so Jim pockets that and they get some money while all of the pirates come back to try and kill him. And yeah. so then they have to escape the inn really quick, and the pirates just destroy the inn. They're, like, looking for Billy Bones, who's mm-hmm. dead. They're looking for the map then because what they really want yeah. is the map. And yeah. so Jim and his mom are, like, hiding. Um, but then help comes, and the pirates end up leaving. Jim takes the map to uh, two guys who, like, live in the town. And it's basically mm-hmm. they live, like, kind of close to Bristol, but mm-hmm. it's, like, kind of in the country, I think. So Squire Trelawney and uh, Dr. Livesey are mm-hmm. these two guys. And Dr. Livesey had been coming over a lot to, like, help Jim's dad and stuff. And I'm just going to say right. it right now. I think Dr. Livesey is hot. <laughs> I think you know what? I think wrote right. him as hot. <laughs> I I think you're correct. I Why is it? There's so many doctors, just, like, random kind of doctor characters in books that are just, like, everyone's, like, we know. That's the hot guy. The doctor is the hot guy. <laughs> yeah. I think that I might be projecting because to me, I just keep thinking about Dr. Warren from uh, Johnny Tremaine and from American History, uh-huh. who I also think is hot. You so correct. for me, they like kind of the same. I don't know. It's very anyway, possible. Um, what is the... Okay, so Squire, just very quickly. I think Squire has strong Don Quixote vibes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I think so too. He's kind That's of an my idiot. my first thought. He's kind of an idiot, and he's like... But he's like a very uh, blustery, like, I'm an adventurer. adventurer. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, do you have any adventuring experience, sir? Like, your resume looks just like Don Quixote's. Like, you guys have a problem. (laughs) This is not going to go well for you. (laughs) So true. And the thing that I was annoyed about is that, like, by all accounts, like, I mean, Jim, even though he is, like, 14, he is the one who found the map. Billy Bones Mm -hmm. was staying at his family's inn, and so he immediately is like, oh, I have to take this. I have to take this to the squire because British society is so weird that they're like, OK, this one guy who was born no- into nobility is now in charge of all the shit that happens in this town. So our boy so Jim is so brainwashed that he's like, oh, I have to take it to this one guy, even though this one guy is yeah. stupid as fuck. Sorry. Yeah, he doesn't not know that. anything. Um, yeah, that's OK. <laughs> <laughs> worth it worth gee i wonder is, I, was this the angry I stuff did, you wanted to get angry at the brits for 
I uh, yes, I'm a little mad. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, why does this one guy get to be in charge of finding this treasure now? Exactly. Especially he when has he has no... the judgment of Don Quixote. Like, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Jim Hawkins is the one. Like, okay, whatever. I know he's a kid, but still, it makes me mad. <laughs> like, at least Dr. Livesey is smart. So, yeah. um, and hot. At least he's smart and, and hot. hot. Come on. What more could you want? <laughs> and Jim has, like, a rapport with him. Yeah. yeah Squire, get out of here. <laughs> God. <laughs> so basically, Jim takes the map to them and they're like, oh, hell yeah. Great find, Jimmy. Uh, we are all going to go on an adventure to get this treasure because basically, the, the treasure map, of course, leading to captain flint's treasure and captain flint Mm -hmm. as they describe him was like even richer than blackbeard on all of this like he's a cool pirate guy he's a cool guy it's so awesome he's a cool guy so um (laughs) they're like hell yeah let's do it and our boy jim is like great i am going they're like jim you can be the cabin boy and part of me is like also mad about that because i'm like i'm sorry this is jim's map i was like what the heck they're like, you can come along would... and basically be a servant. And I was like, yes. bro, it's his map. I think, I, seriously, I think I wouldn't be so mad if Jim wasn't so like, oh, sounds lovely. I'm like, sir, like, my boy, you have been brainwashed. Yeah. It makes me mad. Jim yeah. does not have this enough self-worth. Like, No, he does not. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh my God, so... you're so riled. I'm so enjoying how riled you are about this. <laughs> I have so many thoughts about this book. So they're, uh, they end up uh, putting together, like, a crew and all this. So the captain is called – his name is Captain Smollett. Mm-hmm. He's, like, play, of course, played by uh, Kermit the Frog in Muppet Treasure Island. Of um, course. If you guys are familiar. So Jim ends up meeting, like, the ship's cook, who is named Long John Silver. Great names, again. And, God, it is such a good name. Mm-hmm. And, I, dare I say it, such a good character. I it's true. am obsessed with Long John Silver as a character. He's the character who makes me keep rethink my, I keep rethinking what I'm going to give it for pinkies up for the book. But every time I'm about to like go, <laughs> I'm going to give it this many pinkies up. I think about Long John Silver again and I'm like, I don't know. Like he's a really good character. He's really good. Yeah. Like Robert was on some shit when he wrote Long John Silver. Mm-hmm. I mean, so iconic. Hashtag I high just... on life on his like Samoan <laughs> island. <laughs> Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Bobby. Long John Silver, great character. So when Jim first meets him, he's like, oh, he's a great guy. But he had kind of, he had heard, um, am I correct in saying this, that Billy Bones had previously talked about, like, a guy with, yes, um, with one leg. a wooden leg. Mm-hmm. So, like, beware of that guy. Yes. And Long John Silver has a wooden leg. Mm-hmm. And But Jim is so immediately endeared to Long John because he's such a nice guy that he's like, yeah. okay, it can't be the same guy. Like, yeah. he definitely doesn't think It is think so the funny. Guy. He has spent, like, his... <laughs> as long as he's known Billy Bones for a long time, he's been yeah. told, like, every day, look out for the man with one leg. Look out for the one-legged man. And then <laughs> yeah. he meets Long John Silver, who's got, like, you know, one leg because he's got, like, the wooden leg or whatever. And he's like, this is such a nice guy. <laughs> and, like, that's it. And I'm like, bro... <laughs> Jim's like, okay, but there's probably a lot of guys who have one leg. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not who successfully survived in like 1850 or whenever this is set. <laughs> I mean, I think this is set. I mean, this would have been like more of golden age of piracy. So Robert was writing this like 100 years past when it would have been set. So even fewer people would have survived an amputation. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. So <laughs> it's very funny for oh, Jim to say this. Oh, Jimmy. Jim, Jim, Jimmy boy. But yeah. Jim, Jim, Jimmy, Jim, Jim. So, but this actually goes to show just how good of a character Long John is because he is a really nice guy. Like, if I met him, I'd also probably be like, no, not this guy. Like, he seems cool. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but also another thing that doesn't work for Jim's favor is that literally at, like, Long John's, like, restaurant bar in place that he works at, this guy who was at like the rating of the Benbow Inn is there, uh-huh. and Jim's like, "Oh, catch him! It's Black Dog!" Mm-hmm. And <laughs> John Silver, who, spoiler alert, everybody is the villain, is like, "Oh no, a pirate here! Oh God, somebody get him!" <laughs> <laughs> it is exactly. so funny to me how often like Longton has to be like, "What? Oh my God! I just..." I hate pirates. Oh, oh despicable. God. And like all the pirates are like, oh God, like oh, God. pretend to hate us again. <laughs> it's very funny. It is really funny. <laughs> I will give you that. So um, anyway, so, but Jim doesn't even clock that as a red flag. He's like, no, Long John's a great guy. So anyway, they all get on the ship. They're sailing, they're sailing. Uh, Mr. Arrow, who is the first mate, he, uh, Long John Silver has been saying, like, oh, he's kind of not trustworthy, like, he's a drunk and all this. Mm-hmm. He ends up just mysteriously disappearing. And so everyone is like, <laughs> oh, that sucks. Okay, I guess we'll just keep sailing. Uh, <laughs> so they're still sailing. <laughs> Awkward <And> laughter. <laughs> oh, great. I love being on a ship in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, yay. So they're sailing. <laughs> And I'm going to say this, you would, ex- I, okay, especially based on the media that I've told you I'm so deeply familiar with, as uh-huh. both Muppet Treasure Island and Treasure Planet are two of my favorite films. Of course. Um, there is so little time spent on the ship before they get to Treasure Island in the actual book. It's mm-hmm. very short, I feel. Yes. Like, I expected more shit They were time. on the ship for so much I think that it wasn't that much. I felt like it was a very long time. I, I get, okay. I guess maybe I just am so used to like most of the movie being, being set on, the, on ship. the ship that yeah, I'm like, I guess why is only like a fourth of this book is on the ship? Like this it didn't book, feel very long to me. I just think I, I kept expecting the book to end. That's true, I guess. Cause I kind of, I kind of just straight tuned out about, they've been on the, on the boat forever, forever they were on the ship. And at some point I was just like, I don't even care anymore. I don't even care. That's and I was just like kept to listening to the audiobook and I was like, oh, I mean, it's true. They were on the island a lot too, though, because I do remember thinking, oh my God, they're still on the island. I was like, when is There's this just book like, going to end? There's just so much. I mean, I know it's called Treasure Island, but to me, like, this goes back to one of my deepest problems with the book, which I haven't gotten to yet, but I guess I'll mention now. Um, I truly believe that the media portrayals of this book are better, which include. Yes, which include, like, I think even the 60s one, but especially Treasure Planet and Muppet Treasure Island, do such a better job of, like, giving Jim motivation as a main Mm -hmm. character. Because in this book, he's kind of just along for the ride. He's like, oh, I just happened to find this map. And then they're like, Jim, come along with us. And he's like, okay, great. I have no stakes in it whatsoever. He's like, I'm just a little sailor boy from England. Yeah. 
Robert was like, who do I relate to the most? How about the main character who just does <laughs> shit for just because it sounds like an adventure? He's like, sure, I'll do it. But like in the OK, so here and this is where my this I'm going to boil it down to one sentence. Basically, Jim Hawkins should have had more daddy issues. And that is because <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to pose I think that the movies did such a better job of poising Long John Silver as like a surrogate dad for him almost, which mm-hmm. makes the betrayal so, so much, much more potent. Mm-hmm. So like instead in this book, whenever he finds out that Long John Silver is like going to betray everybody, he's just like, oh, his primary emotion is like anger that like, how dare this guy do this to us mm-hmm. rather than like deep upset and, and like betrayal betrayal Mm -hmm. which i think is so much better because then he's like a conflicted main character for the rest of the time exactly because he's kind of conflicted between like i know these are the good guys but also Mm -hmm. long john was a good guy to me like personally yeah it's like that is so much more interesting i agree and also isn't it in treasure planet correct me if i'm wrong because i've only saw it the once but like all the way through because i've seen bits of it a ton of times doesn't he also kind of leave because he's like gonna help his mom like with the in somehow yeah they do bring that up more because like the yeah. inn was totally destroyed so like that's yeah. another thing you bring up they don't really talk about that in the book but i'm like, like okay all. if he like, gets I always this money thought that was motivating for him because he's like if i get this money i can help my mom and like yeah like, repair our family in or whatever but right and that would have been so easy to talk about more especially because Robert already killed his dad. So yeah. it's like, okay, now he has one parent and they have she has no income basically because they have to rebuild yeah. this inn. Yeah. So like, yeah, going for a treasure hunt makes so much sense. But like yeah. they barely discuss it at all, if at all. So like Bobby just lived saying, for the adventure. Like, he didn't live for anything. This is what I'm just it's so weird. He's so weird to me. It's just yeah, like who needs motivation? The- <laughs> just do whatever your heart tells you in the moment. That is the most frustrating thing to me about this book because I feel like all of it is so easily there. Like, yeah. it's so easily there that Muppet Treasure Island did a better job of humanizing all of the characters uh-huh. than the actual source material. And it half of the characters are Muppets. <laughs> That's I hysterical. Mean, and it is I insane. feel very true. Like, and so, like, for instance, and okay, and also in Treasure Planet. Our boy, there's a whole montage where it talks about, like, basic... Oh, okay, I'll just say this. Sorry, I'm keep... I'm getting too excited, so I'm, like, backing up, backing up. But, okay, in both Muppet Treasure Island and Treasure Planet, Jim's dad was, like, a sailor, which Mm -hmm. is another motivating factor for him to kind of be like, oh, I'm going to try my hand at this, and, like, Mm -hmm. I want to be, like, kind of walking my father's footsteps and all of this. Yeah. And, which makes so much sense. But in Muppet Treasure Island... Jim's father, you know, like, died and all this, like, a while ago. So it's mm-hmm. almost like a Will Turner thing where he's like, I have to make my father proud and all yeah. of this. Whereas in Treasure Planet, his dad, like, leaves him at mm-hmm. a young age. And so he has, like, these anger and daddy issues, which, yeah. like, Long John helps him work through by, like, being a fatherly figure to him, which is so good. Like, how come Robert didn't think of this? How come know. he didn't think of this? I don't understand. Anyway. I just I just don't think I haven't read Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, so I can't say it's not it's just that I don't think he's a good writer. But if I had to go just based on this book, I'd be like, you're not a very good writer <laughs> because he had so I, much potential, so much potential. 
And he's just like, "Mm." yeah, like. The ideas are so good, though. Like, the yes. general idea of, like, this kid is going on a treasure hunt. It's yes. so fun, and it's so great. Like, yeah. everything about it. Long John Silver is a great character. Everything is it's there. It's the execution but it's like, was so bad. Yeah, he didn't delve into any of it, like, no. the way that I want him to. Yeah. Okay, so, rant, not over. I'm sure I'll revisit it. But <laughs> that's basically what I wanted to get out. Gotcha. So, uh, Jim ends up finding out. Uh, in the iconic scene where he hides in the barrel of apples, um, which happens in every adaptation. But he finds out that Long John is betraying them. Everybody on the crew is a pirate, basically, except for, like, the three good guys. Yep. And so he's like, oh, shit, uh, this isn't good. And right after that, they arrive at Treasure Island. So he's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I have to tell the captain immediately, like, mm-hmm. all of this. So everyone, like, the good guys find out. So that's, like, the captain, Dr. Livesey, Squire Trelawney, Jim. Yeah. That crew. Yeah. They find out. They're like, okay, here, what is our plan? Like, they're trying to make a plan. They're, like, going onto the island, and Jim ends up thinking, oh, it'll, like, look uh, bad if, like, I also stay behind. So he, like, gets on the boat yeah. with all well, the pirates. Yeah, well, they're, like, uh, the captain is, like, how can we get the pirates off the ship? And so he yeah. tells them they can all go ashore, like, on, like, shore leave mm-hmm. or whatever. And so it works. All the pirates go. And then Jim is like, well, see, what you said makes more sense. But to my memory in the book, I feel like Jim was just like, I want to see the island. I'm going to go with them. And he just does. <laughs> it is kind of confusing why he goes. Because, like, in the... Oh, sorry, I keep... I'm, I'm going to keep referencing Muppet That's Treasure fine. Island. Go for it. Because um, in Muppet Treasure Island, he... Long John, like, basically tricks Jim on mm-hmm. into coming with them. Like, he, yeah. like kidnaps him basically yeah which kind of makes sense that makes sense or going because you think it would look suspicious not to that makes sense that makes to my sense. memory the reason that jim left in the book was like there was no reason to i was like why are you doing this you dumb <laughs> he boy. like immediately regretted it as soon as he was on the boat he was like oh uh-huh. <laughs> i made a huge mistake Such a so, dummy. i was like you so literally like- <laughs> just talked about y'all's plan why on earth would you do this so, like, as soon as he gets on the island, he runs away because he's freaked out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, basically, then, see, sorry, a lot of this in the middle is kind of mixed up for me. And monotonous. But, yeah, well, I don't, like, super love the middle. But, mm-hmm. basically, what ends up happening is that everybody's on the island and they're kind of having, like, a battle, basically. So, like, mm-hmm. we have, like, two sides, you know, the pirates and then, like, the British guys. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's another thing it makes me so... Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll talk about <laughs> it later. I'll talk about this at the end. But um, so, you know, there's lots of like... Some people die and all yeah, of Yeah, Long John Silver's out there murdering people. He literally murders a guy. It. Yeah, he literally murders a yeah! guy. Okay, yeah, okay. I do like that scene. I'll, I'll mention that. Yeah, I, re- I remember that scene, so I must have enjoyed it more than the other scenes that I don't <laughs> remember. <laughs> Yeah, because I think it's kind of like, I mean, that one has been pretty traumatic, but yeah. he, because uh, Jim does mention, like, he's never really seen anybody, like, get killed before. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I guess he had at the Benbow, but it's, like, different. So yeah, Long different. John and basically, again, like, murders get, a guy. Like, yeah, he burners him, and Jim's right there and sees it happen, and then Jim is just like, I've never seen someone killed before. And that's, like, essentially all of the emotional processing that we get from Jim. <laughs> and I'm like, you're like a tween! <laughs> Jim gives like he seems shell shocked a lot of the time. He's like, "That's horrifying." 
Okay, moving, moving on. on. Yeah. <laughs> it kills me. I'm like, this is not Jim. <laughs> Jimothy. Oh, Jim. Jimmy, Jim, Jim. So, yeah, Jimothy, please. <laughs> Basically, there's a lot of back and forth. They try and have, like, a truce. It kind of doesn't work. Uh, Long Jen gets, like, mad at them again. And then yeah. Jim decides that he... Oh, Jim uh, meets a guy who lives on the island whose name is Ben Gunn. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ben is, uh, he was marooned on the island by Captain Flint. So Mm -hmm. he's been there for three years. Yeah, three years. And he is just like kind of gone crazy. Mm -hmm. And my favorite thing about Ben is that he just really wants cheese like so bad. He keeps talking about how much he wants to eat cheese. Same, And (laughs) I know, it's like so relatable. If I was on an island for three years, I'd be like, where's the cheese? Please, God. I enjoyed this character too a lot. And this is when I really thought, looking at my audiobook, I was like, okay, we've got to be like really close to the end now. I guess because this, I guess because yeah you're what you said before is true like usually like the other adaptations we see it's most of the time on the boat and a little bit on the island and by the time we meet ben i was like they've already been on the island enough that i was like we're almost done now right and then i looked down and it said like 55 percent, and i was like what (laughs) i feel like they usually meet ben in the movies like later on because he kind of is just like for the end of it yeah it's like a whole thing yeah oh and well halfway through the book we meet him and i was like i am so upset about this while we're talking about Ben, can I just briefly mention that um, in, I think both Muppet, Treasure Island, and Treasure Planet handled the Ben situation very in interesting ways. Because in Treasure Planet, he's played by Martin Short, and he is a robot who uh, Captain Flint, like, basically accidentally left behind. So he uh-huh. has, like the memory of like where the treasure is like he's the only Mm -hmm. one who can lead them to the treasure but Mm -hmm. he's like this robot guy it's very fun but anyway in muppet treasure island i am completely obsessed with the way that the muppets were like how do we make it so that treasure island fits with our muppet characters and there are like no women in this book except for Mm -hmm. jim's mom yeah but that did not stop them they were like ben gunn no, her name is Benjamina, and she's Miss Piggy. And and she's Captain Smollett's long-lost love. What? This is amazing. It, I haven't seen my Muppet um, <laughs> Treasure Island, but that sounds amazing. so inspired. I'm like, how come? Oh, my God. It's just, like, the smartest thing they could have possibly done. It really <laughs> it is, is. so good. Benjamina. Oh, I love and it. she's crazy and so fun. Oh, my God. I love her. And she's, like, become queen of the island. Like, <laughs> if I did not hate Muppets, I would want to watch this movie. It's the best movie ever. It is so good. And the songs are so good. And Tim Curry plays Long John Silver. Anyway, great film. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just am so impressed by the way they did that. I was like, they really figured it out. They, they nuanced good. that. This is another um, good character. Long John Silver, this character, Ben Gunn. Uh, he's great. Jim had, again, I feel like a lot of potential, but I just feel like... Bobby did not write him to his like full potential no I completely agree like there's you can see how Jim could be like really good Billy Bones was a good character too Billy Bones great character interesting yeah 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 that's about it there's like yeah there's like so much potential anyway (laughs) he ends up going to back to the Hispaniola which is the name of the ship Mm -hmm. because he's trying to figure out like what they're like what the pirates are up to basically Mm -hmm. And uh, Israel Hands, 
who is one okay i love israel hands also a great character mm-hmm. yeah. and a great name but yes. he's actually named after a real guy who worked with blackbeard what? um anyway yeah that's funny and i really like that name yeah it's such a good name it is so israel hands is like uh kind of this he's like he seems like a bad guy the whole time. Mm-hmm. So he is part of the pirate crew and he and this other guy are like staying with the Hispaniola mm-hmm. and Jim sneaks on board and basically is like, I'm taking over the ship now, blah, 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 because he's trying to like, you know, obviously get the ship back. Yeah. Um, but Israel hands and Jim end up having this like crazy fight basically yes. where also, Israel uh, killed the other watchman, right? Cause he was drunk. He was, like, drunk and killed yeah. the other guy or something. I think he did, yeah. yeah. So, like, it was, like, this whole thing. Israel so this man's already a murderer, and Jim, this little tween, is like, I bet I can take him. <laughs> I do admire his confidence. Um, yeah. So he's he's bold. I'll give him that. Yes. So he's trying to get the shit back, and then, like, there's this whole thing where, like, Hans is, like, climbing up the lad, like, the, you know, on the mast, mm-hmm. and Jim is up there and, like, trying not to get killed, and it's, like... Yeah. So dramatic. And yes. uh, Israel Hans ends up losing and he falls to his death to the mm-hmm. water. And so then yeah. Jim has the Hispaniola. But yeah. like he kind of accidentally killed a guy like on purpose. So it is kind of dramatic for yes, like a 13 year old boy. Yes, it um, is. And that is like my, I'm just going to say it ahead of time. That is What's my favorite, favorite scene in the whole book. I, cause it's so, I think it's like the most exciting part. You're like, yeah. oh my God, like it's very exciting and intense. It is exciting. And then um, you would assume that like directly after that, the book would wrap up. And it, Bobby was like, no, 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 no. You got a whole 40% to go. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that I think after that, the book, I, I'm pretty much okay-ish with the stuff that happens after. I think a lot of the boring stuff was like immediately before that. Mm-hmm. It, after this, I think a lot of the stuff is not too unexciting, but... Yeah, I mean, I was just so tired by this point. I was like, just finish the book now. I don't want to hear about <laughs> the story anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. He goes back to the camp with all the guys, like all the good guys. And he's like feeling like, yeah, I'm so cool. Like what I did. Mm-hmm. And he's sneaking in at night and he's like, oh, my God, why do they not have anybody out like keeping watch? This is mm-hmm. so unsafe. Like, good thing it's just me and not one of Long John's guys. He yeah. sneaks in and then he's like, oh, shit. Everyone here is one of Long John's guys. <laughs> and so they're oh, like, God. haha, Jim Hawkins, we've got you. Uh-huh. And so then Long John Silver basically gaslights him and says that, like, oh, everyone hates you, actually. Like, they told me personally that they're really mad at you for leaving and, like, everyone hates you. So he's like, so basically now you have to join us. Um, <laughs> and Jim, this is one of my other favorite parts, Jim has like this whole thing where he just like goes off he's like so annoyed and he's so mad and he's like actually i'm gonna tell you one thing and it is that i have been the one who's messed up everything for you from the start that's right bitch i figured it out i was hiding in the apple barrel i am the reason your life is hell and he's going off going off and it's so funny he's like haha bitch i'm 14 and i'm smarter than all of you oh god and they're like damn (laughs) and then all the all the pirates are like yeah actually we have some grievances um i don't really feel like i'm being fairly represented i don't feel like i'm being fairly compensated yeah and so all the pirates are mad at long john silver because things have gone bad Mm -hmm. and they've lost a lot of men and stuff and this 14 year old has 
taking them for everything they've got every chance he can and long john yeah. still likes him long john's mm-hmm. like no he's a good lad yeah <laughs> and so they're like screw you long john silver we're giving you the black spot and you're like oh shit oh, the black spot. oh! <laughs> and everyone's freaking out i enjoyed this and then long john silver gaslights them again he mm-hmm. is a he is a girl boss gaslight gate keep girl boss he's like oh my god what the hell did you guys rip this out of the bible and they're like uh maybe and he's like well you know whatever happens to me it doesn't matter because all of you are going to hell now (laughs) you guys totally messed up i cannot believe you would tear this out of the bible and they're like oh shit we didn't think of that (laughs) and then they're all crying upset and so then he basically is like convinces them like none of you guys could be captain like i'm captain i'm the best at being captain and mm-hmm. i mean i'm the only one who thought of the fact that y'all going to hell and they're like <laughs> oh my god you're so right we need you so then he uh. ends up they end up not killing him mm-hmm. but he knows everything's rocky so he like is like so hey Tim, um here's what i'm thinking you and me we're besties right like i feel like we're besties i feel like we've been vibing um how's about you we help each other out i don't kill you i don't let them kill you and you don't let them kill me and then you tell everybody that i'm actually cool guys so that i don't get hung and jim's like um screw you but okay and so they're kind of vibing but it's basically just jim's so mad like he's not having any of it and then like i forgot what happens but basically the the good guys kind of know what's going on but oh because jim sneaks out and tells them and he's like (laughs) this part is so sad to me he's like hey um captain small dr livesey besties um sorry i left i was trying to be cool and adventurous Mm -hmm. and get the shit back i uh love what you guys are doing i'm all about the british you know yay britain uh i'm not a pirate so anyway uh i just wanted to let you know that i'm still on your side but um if they torture me i very well might tell them everything and i am so sorry i am 14 so anyway uh i just wanted to tell you really quick i have to go back before they kill me so i'm gonna go back um but that's what's going on and they're like oh my god Like, what are we going to tell his mom? (laughs) I need you to rewrite this whole book for me. Like, exactly. Actually, I need you to give me, like, an audiobook version of this, but where you narrate it in that that vein. (laughs) I mean, is that not what happened? It is what happened. But I would have enjoyed this book so much more (laughs) if Bobby had recognized that that's what happened. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, by the way, I have to give a shout out to baby Grayson and my sister because they FaceTime me. Every time they do that, they get mad if I, by they, I mean my sister, but she says it's Grayson, but my sister gets mad if I don't do a (laughs) shout out. So shout out to my darlings. Love y'all. Okay. Hello, babies. (laughs) So anyway, then everyone is going, like all the pirates. And by the way, there's only like six pirates left now because everyone's dead because there's been so much going on. Everyone's getting killed and all this. So... The pirates who are left are, they have the map and they're going to get Flint's treasure. They're like, we are doing it. We are not going to stop. So (laughs) they go, they find like this creepy skeleton guy who's like, 
laid out like pointing the way to the treasure which is so creepy so creepy and i love that shit like that is some good pirate shit robert <laughs> thought is of some good pirate and shit. so then they're all kind of getting a little freaked out because they're very superstitious as we've seen already mm-hmm. and everyone's like oh god like remember <laughs> that guy we used to like hang out with him like everyone's freaking <gasps> out they're like okay like i guess we'll just get our treasure and it's like seven hundred thousand pounds is what yeah. they keep saying which is mm-hmm. a lot of money uh-huh. For, like, 1780, you know, yeah. especially. So, probably earlier than that, actually. What am I talking about? Earlier than that. But, no, I don't even remember. Yeah, probably earlier. So, they're going, they're going. And uh, they get to the place where the treasure is, and <gasps> there's no treasure. And so, everyone's <laughs> like, what the hell, uh-huh. Long John Silver? How could you do this to us? And Long John Silver's like, ooh, whoops. Uh, Jim? we're in trouble and uh-huh. so everybody is freaking out they're like where's the freaking treasure mm-hmm. long john kills like three of the guys and jim's freaking out everything they end up escaping but what they found out was that ben gunn mm-hmm. had already taken the treasure because he's been on the island for three years so he already moved the treasure and found it and everything and so he moved it to a new place like months before they even got to Treasure Island, which is so awesome. So uh, Long John has like kind of already made that deal with Jim, you know, and everybody. So yeah. he's kind of like under their protection now. So they're going to like, you know, not lie, but they're going to kind of try and give him like yeah. the benefit of the doubt. So he's hanging out with them. And these other three guys are just like roaming around the island. And so... The good guys all take the treasure back to the Hispaniola, and then they maroon the other pirates on the island. They're like, bye. Mm-hmm. Um, we left some stuff for y'all. Hope you don't die. Uh, yeah. But also serves you right because you're pirates. Yes. So they leave. Then every they end up going, like, taking, like, a pit stop somewhere in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And when they get back, Long John is gone. He yep. left. And so everyone's like, okay, well, back to England. So they all go back to England and they get some of the treasure. And Jim is like, yep, and I will never go back to Treasure Island because I have nightmares about it every night. Okay, the end. He's like traumatized (laughs) for life. (laughs) And that's the end of the book. That book was so much longer than it needed to be. It's not even like a super long book, but I was like, this book is twice as long as it needs to be. And we didn't get to see hardly any emotional processing from Jim until the very end when it's like, and then he had nightmares for the rest of his life. And you're like, yes. oh, my God. But I'll say this. I even find that lame. I was yeah. telling Haley this before we started, but I am annoyed by the fact that, like, Jim and everybody else is such a square. Yeah. I'm like, okay, the fact that pirates are, like, taking over the ship is actually so cool. <laughs> and I know that you guys are the <laughs> good guys. It's but like they were British. They're, like, so into Britain. And I'm like, yeah. this is so embarrassing for you guys. Like, <laughs> Jim is just like, oh, how could they do this against king and country? And I'm like, who cares about king and country? Like, just go have a sword <laughs> fight. Like, it's so annoying. And oh then, my God. Uh, and, You're so funny. And uh, so I just, I'm so annoyed by that. Like, and then also, here's another thing I'll say. The ending sucks. Like, the ending of all of the movies is better. I will say this, both Muppet Treasure Island and Treasure Planet have very emotional scenes in which Jim Mm -hmm. basically knows that Long John is trying to escape 
and has to like make the decision of whether or not he's going to turn him in or let him go, mm-hmm. which is fascinating and so much better because at least it's letting Jim have a little bit of moment where he's not doing the complete square thing to do he's actually being affected by his circumstances and by the fact that this guy was nice to him and that they Mm -hmm. had a bond even if he is a bad guy it's so much more interesting and so he has like this moment where he has to decide and he decides to let him go which I think is so much better so much it's better. so much better. It's, like, yep. way more interesting. It kind of puts a cap on, like, Jim as a character because, like, he does the right thing. But for him, that was the right thing to do because he understands, like, Long John to an extent that the others don't. It's, like, so much more interesting. Yeah. And even if it wasn't the right thing by, like, everybody else's eyes, like, that's kind of cool, too, because it means that Jim has his own brain and he doesn't just do whatever, like... I don't know, mm-hmm. like, whatever all the, like, nobility adults in his life tell him to do because of yeah. England. Seriously. It's so annoying. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I just like that so much better. And it makes it so much more sad because, like, Longchamp's still being selfish even to the end. Yeah. And, like, but, like, there's still a bond there. Oh, it's just so much better. So like, much I literally better. cry every time. But yeah. I don't cry while reading the book because basically they're just like, and he's gone. Oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah, the it's like he Bobby gave us like the framework for the story and like yeah. the concept. It's like he gave us the concept and then other people made it so much better. But this yeah. book itself, I just did not it's like there was just no emotional engagement. Yes. At all. Yes, I completely agree. Oh, and one more thing. I think the other reason why the ending sucks is because as I mentioned, like, the whole square thing. Like, Jim is so, like, he's like, well, I have nightmares about Treasure Island all the time and I'll never go back. And I'm like, I understand that. That's, like, a very valid thing for the character mm-hmm. to have to deal with now because, yeah. you know, he was so young and he saw so many people get yeah. murdered. But where was any of this emotion while it was happening? Any of it? Well, that, but also, wouldn't it be so much more fun if he, like, was like, actually, I'm going to be an adventurer now. That would be so much more fun. That's way better. <laughs> So much better, especially because he didn't have any moments where he expressed like significant trauma. And I get like when you're in it, it, it's not the same as like reliving it. But like I could have believed the adventurer thing. Like he chose to become an adventurer far more than the traumatized for life and nightmares and never going back to Treasure Island. Yeah. Like this is the same Jim who on his own went to go get the shit back. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. That doesn't make sense to me. And no. I just think that it would have been so much, it would have almost been like, yeah, now he's actually grown and learned rather than like, the, the message he's like now right back is, where he started. Yes. The message now mm-hmm. is that actually adventures are scary and everything that happened was terrible. Yeah. When you're really experiencing it, it feels like it should be more like, oh, this is so exciting. And yeah, yeah. bad things are happening. But look at how I'm growing as a person, you know, as Jim yes. Hawkins or whatever. Yeah. And look what the things I'm overcoming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's exactly. There, there was like, I think also just no character development. And that's yeah. like, and in all of the other media portrayals of it, there are, there is. Yes. And yeah. yeah, in this book, no character development from any of them. Yeah. I'm no. trying to think of a single one of them. And I none of them. None of them. <laughs> like, no. Not even the interesting characters. Again, it was like a really interesting setup for a character, but not, the character development still just didn't happen. Yeah. And that's one of the things, even like, 
I would maybe Long John is a flat character in that he stays selfish and like kind of bad the whole time. But they don't you don't even get the satisfaction of like realizing that because he yeah. just disappears without anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, what was your favorite and least <laughs> favorite part? Your favorite part, I'm assuming, was the the fight that Jim had. The fight on with the, his real hands. With his real hands, yeah. So good. And then the subsequent part right after that when he tells everyone off. Yeah, Those are my favorite good. parts. What about your least favorite part? My least favorite part is the ending. Yeah. Makes me mad. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. My favorite, my my least favorite part. Well, my favorite part was when the book was over, because I was like <laughs> real done with it. <laughs> um, least favorite part. Uh, I said just a concept. Maybe the lack of character development. I think it would have made this book and the length. I felt like it did not need to be this long. I agree. The stuff on like it should have been like stuff happens on the ship, ship, ship island in the last quarter of the book, not the last half of the book. And then it would have been way better at plus character development. And this book would have made, it would have made a world of difference. So more like yeah. concepts than like actual scenes. Parts, yeah. Yeah. Because it just made like a scene that, it made scenes that should have been really interesting, very dull. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is, I like, I'm mad because you've taken such a good idea and then performed it so poorly. Yeah. There are definitely parts where you're like, what is happening is objectively exciting. Why am I not excited? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I kept thinking that. And I saw, that's why I finally, I hit, like, when I looked down and still, saw that they were still on the ship and, or they just got to the island or something and there was 55% left. I was like, I give up. I can't do this. I can't keep <laughs> hoping for another 55% of the book. Like, I can't do it. So I just gave up on hoping. But uh, what about favorite and least favorite characters? Favorite character, Long John Silver. Yeah. I mean, he's probably one of the most iconic characters in literature, to yeah. be honest. Like, yeah. he's, like, such a framework for so many other characters. And this is so interesting. The, like, idea of a pirate that we have is literally taken from Long John Silver and specifically the Long John Silver portrayal in the, like, 60s Treasure mm-hmm. Island movie. Yeah, fascinating like that is so crazy that like we have all of this cult like pirate culture in our heads but Mm -hmm. it's just because robert decided to write this character yes yeah why it's interesting hundred like a hundred years after any of it happened crazy i love uh, that your least favorite character least favorite character i don't like super love squire trelawney or the captain that much in this one Mm -hmm. Like, I like them so much more in the movies. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. like, really have any opinion. I think favorite character, probably Long John Silver, an honorable mention for Billy Bones. I felt like he was mm-hmm. very interesting. And we got to see him being, I feel like he was more emotional than, like, all the other characters. Because we got to see him, like, really boisterous and excited and then really scared. And I was like, okay. Yeah. You know, he was more he was more engaged with life than the rest of them. Um, so honorable mention for Billy Bones. But yeah, Long John Silver was just iconic. Uh, even with this lack of emotional anything or character development, he was still just iconic. Um, least favorite character? Yeah, everyone else. They were just so boring. <laughs> so boring. I was like, I can't. This book is mind-numbing. And I was so disappointed. A book called Treasure Island? How could a book called Treasure Island be mind-numbing? Yeah, disappointed, it's, Bobby. it's baffling. Couldn't have been more disappointed in you, Bobby. So he's like, I don't care. I got to. He's like, I made so much money. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) I was living my hashtag best life. 
I just feel like um, part of me is like, do I even like, is it even fair of me to blame him? Like, is this what he even wanted? Or is it just that we have now seen versions of it that are better so that my expectations are different now? You no. know what I mean? I would, no. I, I, because I'm not a pirate girly, so I'm not coming, and I haven't seen all the same media stuff. I've watched Treasure Planet once, so I'm not coming yeah. into it with the same type of stuff. I guess Like, so. I'm going into it and was really hoping for the best, and because a book called Treasure Island, and was so disappointed because of the lack of character development and emotional engagement, There's and just also not a lot so long. It's like he want he, and he says that at the beginning, kind of, like, he's like, anybody up for a little adventure book? Which I'm here for, you know, like, sure, but... I think it's because if there was, uh, yeah, it's just like because there's so clearly potential for things to go differently yeah. or to delve deeper at all, deeper? it becomes yes. disappointing that it's yeah. just an adventure book and there's nothing really there. Nothing else. There was like, yeah, it wasn't, ugh. I just was not, I just did not enjoy this book like at all. Uh, what about favorite quotes? One of my favorites is <laughs> from our boy Ben. <laughs> he said, Many's the long night I've dreamed of cheese. Toasted, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I'm going to go ahead and I'll slap my name on that one, too, for favorite quote. Because I didn't pick a favorite quote because I just wanted the book to end. So you guys know, like, if I – because a lot of times, like, I've I've copped to it before. Sometimes after I read a book, if I've forgotten to underline quotes that I like as I go, I'll go look through, like, Goodreads and see what other quotes. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember this one. It was really good. And so sometimes I'll pick that if I didn't save one in advance – because I remember it vividly, but I'll never pick you guys. I'll never pick a quote and tell you guys it was my favorite if I didn't actually remember it. And I did not on purpose. I remember reading it thinking, I'm not going to pick a favorite quote. I don't like it. <laughs> Dang. I am like kind of really like wondering what you're going to give it for stars. God, I just, um. my expectations were like, I mean, I don't think they were unreasonably high. I mean, I mean, it's a very famous piece of literature. It is, but also it's a classic. So I know that I struggle with classics. So I felt like that tempered what would have been my otherwise high expectations for a book called Treasure Island. Like, I was also like, okay, it is a classic. So it'll be like a little more challenging. And then it was just so dull. But uh, on that note, I guess, what did we learn from this book? (laughs) I think we learned that... Um, Don't trust the really charismatic one-legged pirate man. <laughs> so true. If <laughs> Always heed warnings from the weird sailor guy who lives at your family's inn. Yes. I guys, heed those warnings. Heed those warnings. Oh, my God. You guys, how many times do you have to say it? Heed oh, my them. God. Heed the warnings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we also learned um, pirate... Uh, I just feel like a lot of the messages I don't even agree with. (laughs) I'm trying to think of ones that are like just from the book and I can't. Like I have thoughts from like my, you know, the fan fiction basically that's been written about Treasure Island. But oh, speaking of fan fiction about Treasure Island, do you know um, Black Sails, that pirate book movie? I mean, pirate TV show. Do you ever heard of that? Is is that the one that you showed me? I don't think so because I never watched it. Then no. But it's a... It's literally a Treasure Island prequel fan fiction. And it's like, it was like a rated mature, like pirate adult TV show. (laughs) 
Oh my god, and you and haven't like, watched it? Billy Bones is like the main character or something. Like, it's crazy. But they're all like young and hot, of course. Isn't Hell that wild? Yeah. That is that crazy. That is crazy. That somebody was like, that okay, there's basically a kid's book from like 1890 or whenever it was written. <laughs> and we're going to make oh a, a, adult prequel adult fan mature. fiction TV show that is in so which funny there's about gory Billy Bones. pirate violence. Like, that is crazy to me. That is crazy. Uh, we learned that sometimes the adaptation is better than the original, and that's okay. Ooh, that's a good one. I like. We learned that, that you don't need to be a poser about it. Just be honest. Like it's fine. <laughs> don't be a poser. Don't and don't be so performative. Okay. We learned this from Bobby. Don't be performative with your adventures. Stop hashtagging everything. Stop okay. hashtagging. Oh my god, you don't, you don't have, have to post, post every about everything. Time you go to the beach on Instagram. Okay. You okay. don't have to. God. <laughs> At Bobby. At He's like, Bobby. I didn't even Everybody have Instagram. Bobby. It's funny. Yeah. Robert Louis <sighs> Stevenson. Yeah. Louis. And that's Louis the French way. Okay. <laughs> that's, he changed it. You know what? Maybe he's a kindred spirit. He seems pretentious. Like, that he would change the spelling of Doesn't his name. Doesn't he seem pretentious? And I, I think maybe what's so funny is, like, we named our podcast That Pretentious Book Club. And, and like, the authors I have... <laughs> The biggest problems with, yeah. I'm like, Robert Louis Stevenson is performative and pretentious with his entire life. I don't like him. Then H.G. Wells, I'm like, H.G. Wells is a pretentious know-it-all. I don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) Me being pretentious and a know-it-all and a performative person. (laughs) It's okay when we do it. (laughs) Yeah, duh. God. No, I just, I feel like these men, I actually, I feel like those two men would be so inseparable, but like in like barely weirdly different ways. Like, having them both at dinner together would be horrible. Because H.G. Wells would be like, the future of society, X, Y, Z. Like, telling you, like, the most basic information. And you're like, yes. Like, he's like, I predict that in the, you know, coming years, urban civilization is going to continue to grow. And he would, he's saying it like it's this newfound idea. Like, I've really been thinking about this, you guys. And you're like, yes, H.G. Yeah, okay. Okay, and he's like, and I predict that women will probably regress. And you're like, H.G., Shut Ooh, I up. forgot he had that opinion. He had that, yeah. And then Robert <laughs> Louis Stevenson is like, oh, that reminds me, just the other day I was traveling the Pacific on my sailboat. And <laughs> uh, did I ever tell you, I've really been wanting to write a Treasure Island retelling where Jim Hawkins is a girl. I've been wanting to do it for a long time. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe like a lot of you the characters to. are girls. <laughs> like a gender bent Treasure Jemima Island. Jemima Hawkins. Jemima Hawkins. Jemima Hawkins. Or uh, Gemma Hawkins. Gemma. (gasps) Gemma Hawkins. Gemma. It's really good. I think you should do it. That would be fun. I I think think it would be be wonderful. And you could could redeem Bobby's story for me (laughs) if you did that. Someone should redeem it. Bobby didn't. (laughs) I need you to redeem it. Oh, God. I'd have to give her like mommy issues or something or. Ooh! Oh my God! You have to read "The Seed Knows My Name" by uh, Laura Brooke Robson. That I did the interview with that author. It's yes, not entirely unlike what you're describing. There are pirates and there are mommy issues, and it is Ooh. so freaking good. It's such a you book. You would so love this book. I need so, to read it. You do. It's yeah. very good. I am giving it. Okay, we know my scale is skewed. Like I rate everything highly, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I am giving it. 2.75 because I think that the framework is really good. 
I think yeah. that he had great ideas. I'm giving it one pinky up because Oof. of because of that. Because I feel like it was only some good concepts and the execution was so terrible. Damn. And it is so hard for me to finish. I'll be honest, the last like couple chapters of this book, I was like, I freaking give up. I'm taking a nap. And then I just read the rest <laughs> in a summary. I was like, I can't finish this book. It's so impossibly dull to me. Dang. <laughs> Which I'm never like, happens. So nervous for <laughs> Great expectations. Great expectations. Give me zero pinkies up. But Great Expectations is better than this book. It is like one of the best. So I, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just see how it goes. But yeah, I did we'll want to say our next week book, next week's book is Eleven Thumps in the Gateway to Foo, another one that I recommended. Um, and I think you'll love it. It's precious and perfect and Aww, very It's another easy. middle grade book. It's a middle grade book. It's it's in the vein of like Percy Jackson that kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. We have a chosen yeah. one. There's a little fun group of kids. It is the best book yeah. ever. So that'll be easy, but I was going to say you might want to start <laughs> great expectations this week also <laughs> because it, the audiobook is eight, 18 hours long. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell. I'm so displeased. You can't pick any books for next season. You're done. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, this was <laughs> the amount of shit I put up with with you talking bad about my boy. This was deserved. <laughs> all right. But this might not change my mind at all. You understand. This might only I know, make it worse. I wanted to try. Like, I just I had to try. This is my best shot. I read A Christmas Carol. It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> It's like a novella. It hardly counts. You know? I know. That's what I liked about it. I liked how short it was. <laughs> and you liked it fine. Yeah. So that's why I was short. like, okay, let's see. Anyway. I could have picked David Copperfield. You could have. David Copperfield I, is like 40 hours long, the audio. I'm really grateful you didn't do that to me. I would feel like that was a personal attack. So <laughs> I'm grateful. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. It would have literally been a personal attack. If I see it next season, I'm going to be like, oh, I screwed I up. What did it. I do to piss her off? <laughs> I know you're going to, I know you'd hate it. So I'm not going to do that. I appreciate that. Well, okay. So next week is going to be 11 Thumps in the Gateway to Foo by Obert Sky. Uh, and I am actually excited that we're doing a middle grade one the week before Great Expectations. So at least I'll be able to get through the first one very quickly. Um, I think yes. after this, we only have one more middle grade book for the rest of the season. So this has been a very middle grade heavy season, but um, we're mm-hmm. almost done. Mm-hmm. This, this, And then the, we're doing, spoiler, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory later this season, which was a book wreck from one of our listeners. So um, Yay, I'm so excited yeah, for that. Yeah, so that's going to be good. But um, you guys, we're more than halfway through this season also, so that's exciting. Yeah, we only have, let me see, nine episodes left for this season. So, Yay. ow, ow, yeah. I think it ends right after Halloween. I think the season ends, so it'll be good. Oh. And then, we guys, we're going to bring you some fall and Christmas stories. So I'm excited Yay. for that. It's only September 4th today, but I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm ready for Christmas. Uh, me too. 
Anyways, if you guys want to keep up with us during the week, you can do that. You guys can follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We are That Pretentious Book Club. If you guys have book recs that you want us to think about adding next season or books you just want to talk to us about, you guys can email us at contact at storysirenstudio.com or message us on social media. Uh, StorySirenStudio.com is also our website. It's our production company where you can go to see like really cool merch from the pod. There's bookish merch. There's pod merch. There's the Story Siren Studio merch. All kinds of good stuff and more info about the pod there. Um, But yeah, if there's anything that you guys want to see from us in the episodes you want us to add or to stop doing or, uh, you know, I can't imagine what you would want us to stop doing because our episodes are objectively perfect. But if you're some strange outlier, we still want to hear from you. Don't worry. And if you guys are looking for bonus material, you're like, there's just not enough TPBC in my life. Well, guess what? You can go to Patreon slash StorySirenStudio.com and you can enjoy bonus episodes. You can see all of our video episodes are up there. So a lot of our most more um, this season, pretty much most of our episodes we have a video of. And if you guys join our Patreon, you can see it. Uh, There's also exclusive merch there that only the Patreon peeps get. So go check that out. Or if you have ideas for stuff you want to see on patreon um absolutely shout out to us we want to hear what you guys want and i think that's everything that we've got don't forget to recommend the pod to your friends so we can grow the club and leave a rating below if you wouldn't mind it only takes a second so until next week keep your teacups full your pinky is high and your book club pretentious (laughs) goodbye Goodbye.